Welcome to the Sermon of the Week at New Hope Community Church. We hope that you're blessed and encounter God's presence as you listen to this message. Um, so I want to share some things this morning. Really, my heart is to kick off a, a season here that I'm really excited about. Um, and I'm not going to talk all that long today, but I want to launch this thing, this this thing that God has been saying to me, and I want to share it with you. Uh, I've had it in my spirit since May. You know, sometimes God shares things to us, and we sit on it for a while, and we pray about it, right? We don't just act. Sometimes he shows you things, and you see, you talk with those around you. Is this, you know, you, does this make sense? Can you see agreement in this? And that's what I did. So it's going to be fun to share this, because I've been on my heart for a long time. How many were here for Baptism Sunday about two weeks ago? I felt like that really kicked off this season. Um, I was planning on doing a launch here on this. We're going to talk, call it Harvest 300. Um, but the Lord spoke to me during that service that that season already started. Um, it was in a really interesting Sunday. Here we were coming together to do water baptisms. We had a handful of people that were signed up. I uh, showed up that morning, and Josiah, our administrator, says, um, good news and bad news. Good news, we're ready to go. Bad news is about half of them dropped out because there were emergencies or things that came up. So we're like, okay, now we're down to a handful of people. Um, I, how are we going to make a whole service of this? You know? It's like a little bit of a panic. But right then we felt the Lord say, no, just go be faithful with what he's shown us to do, that God is going to open up some doors. Things were going to happen. So we're like, okay, we're going at it. We're going to do it. And then if you were here, it was really like a holy moment. I mean, people coming forward to say, like jumping up, they did not have towels, they were not ready to be baptized, and it was one after another, after another, after another, after another, after another. The service went till 1240, we were still baptizing people. So it was like a really, really a holy moment, and God just broke something open. Uh, And it was so passionate, if you were able to hear the people that were sharing, it was so heartfelt like the change that they were feeling in their lives. And they were saying, today's a new day. I'm going after God in a new way. You know, and when I hear that stuff, and I think uh, it's so beautiful to hear the heartfelt of what God is doing in their hearts, right? And it's like that never ends in the Christian life. It's not like we get baptized, we have this encounter, and then we go on autopilot. It's like, no, it's encounter after encounter after encounter with God. It's growing deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper in love with him. And it doesn't stop. And what I loved, what happened there that morning has started something, and that's not going to stop. It was a beautiful thing. So I want to share with you, uh, in that vein, uh, the Lord gave me a dream, and I want to preface this and say, okay, if anyone has a problem with that, there are dozens of dreams in the Bible, okay? Uh, there's, actually, there's over 20, five just in the birth of Jesus, five dreams just in that time period when Jesus arrived on earth. God speaks to us through dreams, right? He can speak to us through a word. He can speak to you through your neighbor. He can speak to us just a we, He drops something into our heart and our spirit, and we know it's from him. Um, so I, I don't actually, I don't, I'm not, uh, I know friends who get dreams all the time. Uh, I don't get them all that often. I have a very hard time typically remembering my dreams. I have a daughter, my oldest, she will have a dream and she will remember such vivid detail. Her dreams are like in full color and she remembers exactly what she was feeling in the dream. She remembers when she woke up. She could sit down and write it word for word. Uh, I have always been amazed by that. And she'll ask me, you know, so, Dad, what was your dream? 
I'm like, I don't remember. I, I, I remembered for about two seconds after I woke up, it is totally gone. I don't have one memory of it. I mean, that's just how I think, and it's just the way it works for me. Um, so I hear the Lord in a different way. But when God speaks to me in a dream, it's significant to me. If I remember, it's significant. Um, you know, I was thinking about this. Uh, well, I guess I'll talk about this later. We know about Solomon's dream. We know about Nebuchadnezzar's dream. And it was very much, he gives you a dream, and it's often actionable. You know, there's something to do. There's something to respond to, you know. So this is the one I had. It's not anything like amazingly um, some big, huge, long, epic thing. But the Lord woke me up in the middle of the night with the word 300. Like in the middle of the night. I often get up in the middle of the night and write notes or I'll read or something like that. Um, but this one was a dream. It woke me up out of a sleep and he had the, the words 300. And like the movie, you know, we all have seen the movie 300 with Leonidas. I've been told people are already editing pictures of me to put my face in over him, which I... Anyways, I'll leave that there. Um, but we all know that movie, right? We've seen the movie 300 or something, and it's kind of an old movie. It's a little intense. Um, but what the Lord spoke to me was, he said, it is time as a body to take hold of something that we have been hesitant to talk about, and that's growth. Growth beyond where we're at now. Um, and I've never been a person that really talked about numbers. I'm a numbers person. I'm a business person. But when I'm in church culture, I'm like, it's about people, it's about hearts, it's about connection, it's about going deeper. So it's a, it was a challenge for me to even, I needed three months to pray into this before I could share it, honestly. And I talked about it with, with a lot of people. Uh, but what people, as I was sharing it, what I was hearing from the Lord and people shared with me, it's not numbers, it's people. And that's, you know, we don't have to be hesitant to talk about numbers, they're people. They represent people. So what I felt like the Lord has been saying is that we are, we're going after something here, okay? We're going after something. It's 300 people. And I feel like God has said that it's time for us to put our sights on something to say we want to grow. If we're a church of 180, 200 on a really full Sunday, we are going after something. We want to see more souls brought into the kingdom. Amen. And the Lord spoke that very clearly to me in this dream. Um, so that's what I'm going to be talking about a little bit here today. Again, you know, I'm, I'm, it's a message that is deep to me. I have prayed into and I've like sat on it for a long time and today's the day you get to hear about it. So 300. So that is a number God is speaking and that's the background for this. Um, but here's the, here's the thing that is so awesome is that, you know, Jesus is here. His kingdom is as being established on earth, Right? It started. When he showed up, his kingdom was launched. It started. The message of the kingdom is getting out and has been getting out ever since. And it is, it is growing. So, and here we are messengers of a new covenant, right? That we are messengers of the kingdom of God on earth. Amen. You are a messenger of the kingdom. You are an ambassador of the kingdom. Here we are together. Um, the kingdom is about growth and expansion. For some reason in churches, and including me, it's like, why do we have a hard time grabbing that? But everything should be expanding in life and everything should be growing. So what we're saying in the season is, you know what? Some of you might not have a hard time with that. You might already be there. But we, it's a part of opening our hearts and opening God opening my heart to say, yes, it is time to pray this thing in, to go after it, to be open to it, 
and to do things differently, to enlarge the table. I'm going to talk about that in a minute. Um, but here's the thing. So God's kingdom is growing. The kingdom of God is alive. It's increasing. It's getting growing. And it's, going to, and it's growing here. I mean, just look at what's happening today. Look at all the kids' stuff we have. We have families coming in that are joining, that feel something that they want to be connected with. And, and that's, a, it's a, that's a God thing. We can't make that happen. Uh, but we can talk about, look in the Bible and see several examples of the kingdom growing. And we look at that, the amazing picture in Nebuchadnezzar 2. Or, Nebuchadnezzar 2. <laughs> Daniel 2. Nebuchadnezzar. Open your Bibles to Nebuchadnezzar chapter 2. I just want to see if you were paying attention. Uh, but there was a statue of materials, right? We remember a, a statue full of different materials that was lined up. And this was a dream. It's actually the amazing thing is that Daniel told Nebuchadnezzar what his dream was and then gave him the interpretation. Like, I love that. Like, it's like me coming up to Ralph. Last night you had this dream in vivid detail, and here's what it means. And you'd be like, um, okay, wow. If anyone wants to do that with me anytime, I welcome that. Yeah, it would get your attention. So here, here he sees this dream. It's a statue with all these different materials in them. They represent future empires. And then what happens? The big stone comes, and it lands at the feet of the sta- foot of the statue, and the thing crumbles. And it says in there, but the stone that struck the statue became a great mountain and filled the whole earth. That was the kingdom of God. That was Jesus coming in. Jesus was that stone that hit the foot of that statue. The Romans, the the Persians, and all those different empires didn't stand a chance from the stone, the kingdom of God that was coming. And that stone, it says, has struck the statue, became a great mountain, filled the whole earth. It hasn't stopped growing. That stone is the kingdom of God that keeps growing and expanding. And we're here today in living in the expansion of the kingdom of God. It's an awesome thing. Matthew 28 says that when Jesus sat down on his throne, all authority and power was given to him. Jesus sat down, all authority and power has been given to him. Now he is reigning through the hearts of his people. That's us, right? So the expansion continues. He's the king. He's reigning through the hearts of those who know him. Isaiah 9, 7 says there will be an increase to the, there will be no increase to the end of his government, meaning his government was going to continue expanding. It doesn't, it's not going to stop. There's no increase. Uh, I'm sorry. Um, there, will there will be no increase. Uh, end. I wrote it wrong in my notes. I must be dyslexic or something. It's like, if I write it wrong, I'm doomed. You know, so. <laughs> Parables, uh, Matthew 13, the parable of the mustard seed, though it was small, when it's grown, it becomes one of the biggest of the garden plants. You know, the mustard seed, the small little mustard seed, grows and becomes this huge plant. That's the, representing the kingdom of God. You know, the beautiful thing, the kingdom grows by people submitting to Jesus, coming under the authority of Jesus, and allowing the Holy Spirit to work in their lives. It's really that simple. That's how the kingdom grows. People submit to the lordship of Jesus, and then we allow the Holy Spirit to work in our lives. When we are changed, when we experience God, he starts us on a journey, he starts us on a fresh course, 
And we trust the Holy Spirit is leading us into what we're going to do in life, what we're going to accomplish, who we're going to influence, what school we're called to attend. You know, I mean, all that stuff. We trust the Holy Spirit. So our job in the kingdom is to lead people to encounter and then help them learn to hear the Holy Spirit in their lives. That's how the kingdom of God is going to expand on earth. Uh, we just uh, talked recently with Harold Everly, and he was saying, he's like, I just got back from the Philippines. The kingdom of God is expanding over there. <laughs> it's like, you know, if you ever hear that, you'll always put up, when he's here, he puts up the picture of like a million people that he's preaching to, and it's just like, okay, wow, this is so beyond what we are seeing in our normal daily lives. But literally, it was just so good to even hear that. People who were out and who were saying it, yeah. You know, God is moving in the Philippines like he's never moved before, and people are coming to know Christ. Hallelujah. It's awesome. Joy and I were talking about it last night, that space, we know, continues to expand. You know, outer space, you know, that's like the most incredible thing ever uh, to really understand. I wish I had time to really spend it learning astronomy and about the heavens and stuff because it speaks of the glory of God and the ever expanse of space speaks to the magnitude of God and how incredible he is. Um, I talked about some stuff uh, in December and I shared, I, I was so blown away watching the Voyager mission that has been on. There's a big Netflix documentary about this that I talked about a little bit. Um, but the magnitude of that is so unbelievable that this Voyager mission had been traveling. Now it's been almost 45 years it's been going. It's still going. It's so far out of our solar system now that they're barely getting a faint, even a faint signal. You know, it takes days for a signal to even reach, and they barely can even tell that it's still there. But that will be out there forever. It will just be out there in space, right? So um, I think the Lord was speaking to me as I was watching that, and I'm thinking, that is incredible. Here is this thing that has been traveling at 36,000 miles per hour for 40 years. And it's finally gotten out of our little solar system. Not the galaxy, the solar system that's about that big in the size of our own galaxy. You know, and if it travels for 40,000 more years at that pace, it might reach a star in our own galaxy. It's like, what? I mean, it's traveling 10 miles a second. You know, 36,000 miles an hour been going for 40 years. It just got out of our, the rays of our little sun. And it's so magnitude to us, but it's so small compared to even our own little galaxy. It won't even reach a star for four, until 40,000 years in our own galaxy. And there's 200 billion galaxies. Like, it just, you know, and then I start to lose it. I'm like, I can't handle this anymore. I can't handle the math. The math is too intense. But even the galaxies are reproducing and there's constantly new huge stars. And it's like, oh my gosh, what does that speak to us about the nature of God right. and about who he is? And he is ever expanding and there's growth. And it's like the leaven, right, in the lump of dough. The kingdom of heaven is working in that bread until it takes over the whole lump of dough. And uh, that is exactly um, what is happening. So here's the thing. Joy and I were talking about this last night. If the kingdom is alive in us in expanding, what does that look like? You know, we know the kingdom is expanding. We get to be part of that, right? We get to join in on that. That's the best mission ever. That, well, actually, one that we're never going to lose, so we should get involved in it. It's the most fulfilling chase that we can ever go after. 
Um, so if the kingdom's alive in us and it's growing and it's expanding, what does that look like in our lives? Here's some things that we came up with, and you probably will have more, but our hearts should be growing in love, right? If the kingdom's alive and growing, our hearts are growing in love. We're experiencing more of the Spirit of God in our life. We're growing in joy and peace and patience. These are all increasing in our lives, right, if the kingdom's in us and growing. The, um, I love this. You know, when I think of the fruit of the Spirit, I like thinking of it as the manifestation of the Spirit in our life is becoming greater and greater, right? right. The manifestation of the Spirit of God at work in our life, all these things are becoming greater and greater. The fruit, the joy, the peace, the patience, the steadfastness, all that stuff is growing in us. We're becoming um, more and more a reflection uh, if the kingdom's alive in us in expanding, here is one. There should be favor on your life. Favor should be growing in our lives. Amen. The favor of God. And I'm not talking about like abusing this concept, but I'm saying that there is something about favor that is on us. Favor is on you. You can grow in the favor of God. Uh, Jesus, it says Jesus grew in favor with God and man. Then we can grow in favor with God and man. Okay, Jesus was the model. He paved the way for us. Um, so if the kingdom is alive and growing in you, you, we should see an increase in favor and a collective increase in favor even over this community. And the favor isn't to point people to us, it's to point people to him. You know, it's like, wow, it's, we have favor on our lives to reflect the glory of God, to point people to Jesus, to see people say, yeah, that is so attractive in that person. You know, that uh, Tony, that, uh, the love of God is so attractive there that I want that. I want that. That's favor. That's like, it, you're, it's attracting the favor of God all over you. Um, I think also that we should see increase in influence. If the kingdom is expanding and alive in us, I think you're going to see more influence in your life with those around you. It's attractive. The goodness of God is attractive in our lives. And it's not just for us, it's for others. Uh, how about this one? If the kingdom is alive in us and it's growing, we should see an increase in finances in our lives. Right? Ooh, I don't know. Boy, you're getting into the prosperity gospel. Um, no, we're not. We're saying that we should be growing in wisdom and we should be listening to those around us if we're following the Holy Spirit, looking for help, looking for guidance, growing in wisdom, producing more money, being in less debt. I mean, as we're following the Holy Spirit and we've submitted finances and we've started by saying, well, first I'm going to give first fruits. I'm going to advance the kingdom of God. I'm not just going to hold on to it for me. Everything I have is his. If our finances are in alignment with him, then you're going to see an increase of that in your life. I have lived it. I, people around here, there's many, many, many people who have lived that. Okay? So um, finances. We should see an increase in finances in our life if the kingdom is in us in expanding and growing. Um, you know, I mean, just think of the opposite there. It's hard to even, you know, okay, as the kingdom's alive and growing, we're all becoming more poor. I mean, that doesn't even make sense. I mean, you know, everything with God is about increase. Um, but it's increase that it can be used to advance the kingdom of God, not just for our own personal gain, right? 
How about this one? If the kingdom's in us and growing, we should be seeing more impact, favor, influence, impact. You know, you should have more impact. We're going to have more impact as the kingdom of God grows in us. You're going to have more impact in revealing the kingdom of God to those around you and being more of a, even a support for things in missions and things that are happening. You're going to have impact all over the place. I think there's a lot we could look at and say that when, you know, everything, if the kingdom's expanding, it's touching every area of our life, right? Every area of our life is being affected by this. Here's the thing, that here at New Hope, we want to see lives touched. That is our heart, to see people come in and encounter God. Um, when we talk about at New Hope, if you've been through one of our New Hope, uh, New Believer, or uh, New to New Hope classes, some of the things we envision, right, is that we are a large, we, we envision being a large and vibrant multi-generational family that loves God, people, and life. Um, a place where people from all backgrounds can come and receive healing and equipping and growth. An environment of freedom in the supernatural. Like, this is not, we do not control people. It's not about getting people into learning a whole system of rules and regulations. And Jesus came to break that. And he's like, no, you know, I am, I am breaking that thing. The old covenant is dead, according to Hebrews 8. The new covenant has started that uh, Dad read earlier. It's about love. You know, when I love somebody, I don't want to cheat on my neighbor's wife, cheat with my neighbor's wife. If I love somebody, if I have love for someone, I don't want to steal from them, right? When the love of God takes over our lives, we keep everything else together. You know, it isn't about like a, a list of rules and laws to adhere to, you know? So it's about freedom and seeing the supernatural. God is a God of the supernatural. I mean, I don't see how we can even have a hard time with that. If, if you've read the Bible, it makes total sense, you know? Uh, culture of risk-taking and partnering with God. You know, risk-taking can be as small as, you know, I'm stepping out in worship today. Today I'm going to open up my hands and I'm going to open up my heart to the Lord. You may have never done that before. That might be risk-taking for you today, you know, or it was in worship today. Risk-taking could be going to somebody, God showed me something to encourage you, and I want to share this with you because God showed it to me and it's going to encourage you. That could be a risk-taking for you. A risk-taking could be a business venture, something that God has confirmed for you and many other people that you need to go after. You know, that's risk-taking. Risk-taking is sharing our faith with somebody. You know, like bringing it and saying, hey, I, you don't even know me, but I feel like God loves you so much. And then they start crying, and then you have an inroad in there to share the gospel, the good news message. That's risk-taking. The, the gospel takes risk in order to get the message out. You know, otherwise, you know, I mean, if you want to be so certain and so that everything's going to be perfect, don't become a Christian <laughs> because it doesn't work out perfectly. It's about following the Holy Spirit and going to new levels that require more and more faith, right? Uh, the only security in life is going to new levels by faith and following the Lord and what he's calling you to do, right? So a new covenant lifestyle of wonder, um, you know, the whole, the whole New Covenant lifestyle is a celebration of the love that is between the Father and the Son and that we get to step into. The covenant in the New Covenant is between the Father and the Son. And Jesus is the mediator of that covenant. And we get to step into the blessings of that through Jesus. 
It's an amazing new covenant of what he created for us. And when we do communion things, we remember that. We remember the blood that was shed to establish a new covenant. It's, it's awesome. Uh, and I love this one, a generous heart to serve and advance the kingdom. Generosity is a core, core belief in the kingdom of God. It is Jesus poured out everything. You know, he was the ultimate in generosity and paving the way. And we want that to be, that's what we envision, is like we have a large corporate heart, we have a mission from the Lord, we are serving, we are advancing the kingdom all over the place, in this community and in the nations. So that's part of our heart. Um, but what we want to see is we, we feel for the Lord, we're excited about what he's doing, we're excited about what our mission is for the Lord and for this community, but we want to see it now increase, we want to see it now go to the next level. It's time to enlarge our table. It's time for you to enlarge your table. Um, the message that the Lord starts, he starts with us, right? Um, we're, we, we love to host. I mean, maybe it's because I'm half Italian, or, you know, but I mean, you know, we, we have an Italian family, so we're used to hosting all the time. Um, but that is like biblical Christianity, is opening up your home, having people around your table, having time to spend with people. You know, that's biblical Christianity. Um, I love what we say, like encountering God's love changes everything. Amen. Encountering God's love changes everything. I know Chick agrees with that one. Right? <laughs> but I love that. Seeing a harvest of souls come in is going to require all of us to be engaged. Think about that. And it's going to be us looking for opportunities to make ourselves available to the work of God. You know, looking for ways to open yourself up to what God is doing. Right from the beginning, Genesis 1, it said, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. That never stopped. That's our mission now, still in the kingdom, is there should be fruitfulness. There's fruitfulness in our lives. And as a result of that, things are multiplying and growing, and new people are coming to know Christ. That's, we're still continuing that. And Romans 8.21 says, Creation has been waiting eagerly for the revealing of the sons of God. Just that scripture alone is so powerful. Creation has been eagerly awaiting the revealing of the sons of God. You're one of the sons of God. All creation is waiting for you to reveal God's heart. Think about that. It's like, I say that over myself. Steve... All of creation is awaiting the revealing of you and what you bring and what you carry. All of creation is awaiting the revealing of you and what you believe and what you carry. We can say that over everybody here. All of creation is waiting for this. Wait till when people start rising up and we really believe that. Whoa. Whoa, as they say. That's one of my favorite things to say in a text. If I don't know what to say, whoa. W-H-O-A-A, and they have that emoji. It does that, whatever it is. Um, so what I felt like the Lord is saying today is for us to, say, to, to take this into our heart and to say, get ready to enlarge your table. Get ready to enlarge your table. Yesterday, it was funny, um, we were doing a dinner, and my mother-in-law was making a birthday dinner, and she said, Steve, can you help me put the leaf in the table? And I honestly forgot, right? I'm sorry, you had to do it. But the point was, some, some of us need to get ready to put a leaf in the table. Yeah. You know, if you've ever seen a table that opens up and it expands and you put in a big section, it opens up the table to fit now six people, now it's ten people. Yeah. 
or you put two leaves in, and now you can get 12 people at that table. God's table is always open, right? The banqueting table. We were saying this morning when we came in here to worship, um, we were praying in the back room, and whoa, we stepped into that prayer room, and it was hot, full of people praying in intensity. It was like, I love it. I appreciate the people who get here early. So they, go, they just pray. Pray for what God is going to do here. Um, I don't remember what my point was on that. but <laughs> that was great. Yeah, the table. Yeah, thank you. Um, where was I going with that? Yes, yeah, thank you. I was talking about it back there. My mind just goes so many different directions. It's a blessing and a curse. Receiving the banqueting table. So, like, coming in this morning and just saying, you know what? Sometimes we push through, and we push through to have a breakthrough, right? Sometimes we just come and we drink, you know? And it's like we drink of the Lord's goodness. He's the fountain that never runs dry. And today we even felt like, you know what? Take a big drink of the Lord and his goodness in what he's doing. Uh, And that's actually what we did during worship, which was really great. Uh, but get ready to enlarge your table. I, I was reading something this week. Uh, what, uh, one of our favorite writers, N.T. Wright, what, they consider him maybe the greatest New Testament scholar living or something. But he said this, The first, the tomb was empty. Second, Jesus appeared to his followers and he talked and ate with them. First, the tomb was empty. Second, Jesus appeared to his followers and talked and ate with them. What he's saying in that is that first, there's a death and a resurrection. Secondly, Jesus appears to us. He reveals himself, and he communes with us. That's the model for Christianity. That's the biblical model for the expansion of the kingdom. There's a death and a resurrection, and then you know what? He doesn't just leave you there. He reveals himself. You have an encounter with Jesus, and that never stops. He communes with you. He eats with you. He sits around the table. You know, so many of Jesus' stuff were at dinner tables, you know, or however they did it in that day and age. It was around the tables, connecting hearts. I so appreciate what Dad shared on life groups because if we're just here for two hours and we even stay for coffee, you're not getting to know people. You're not getting to truly connect with people. And it's not like we want to be like every church and have a vibrant life group program. I know that's like the buzzword. We're actually I've been looking for names to do it differently so we don't look like we're trying to do like the model of how to grow a church. But the New Testament model is like getting around, is getting to know each other. It's opening up your heart. It's making room in your life for people. Um, we are challenged with this, right? It's challenging sometimes right. to make room in your life for people. It's like we have, our, we have our week all planned out. I know what I'm doing. I've got meetings at nights. I've got this going on. What if God wants to interrupt that? Joy and I, we, I'm just going to be very honest with something here. I, I hope you can hear, hear my heart. Um, we do a lot of hosting. We have a lot of gatherings at our house, you know. Um, but sometimes even we get irritated. We had a neighbor who's a close friend that we've known for 30 years walk up our driveway, come into our kitchen, and we were like, both afterwards, and she talked for maybe 20 minutes. We were so irritated with that conversation. Okay, she's saying I was irritated. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying that. Joy wasn't. I was. And I said, but the, you know what? The Lord convicted me on that, like right away. And I said, Joy, why am I irritated that a neighbor walked up our driveway and came to like just shoot the breeze and see how we were doing? Because it was getting in the way of something that I wanted to be doing. And I felt such conviction from the Lord. And he's like, you better get this, Steve, before you share this message on Sunday. 
I'm just being very, very real. We all deal with this. Joy said, well, you know, Steve, she's just being neighborly. Maybe we need to learn to be neighborly in our culture. I'm just saying, do we have enough time for someone to walk up our driveway and just see how we're doing? Because they're our neighbors, and they're like, who are these people? They just get in their car, and they drive, and they come in, they go in their garage, and you know, we got stuff going on all the time, and they just wanted to know how we were doing, and just chit-chat. Um, so I think I'm saying this for me. We are all going to make adjustments here. Yeah. We're all going to make adjustments together, um, but I feel we're on the right path. Um, so I hope I communicated clearly what we're starting. So um, here's the other piece. So what I felt too from the Lord, and, and there's no condemnation in this message. Nobody's doing anything wrong. It's just God is saying now that this muscle of evangelism has been a little bit atrophied, right? When you don't use a muscle very often, it's like it becomes kind of weak, and you need to exercise that again, whatever it is, you know? Uh, right, Jandre? If Jandre is here, he's all into exercise and, and weightlifting. Uh, is it, was, okay, thank you. Verified. Excellent. By the expert. I can move forward. Um, so so that's, that's the thing. If, when the muscle becomes atrophied, like, we need to exercise that. And we're going to be kind of going on a fun journey over the next several weeks of hearing from voices in our church, including me or others, uh, who have a heart for this area. And they're going to stir it in us. Yeah. And they're going to stir it, you know, the, to reaching out and evangelism. And, because it should be in all of our hearts. Uh, and I will admit, sometimes we get busy with life and it's like, okay, it hasn't been maybe my top priority. And I'm a pastor admitting that, okay? So uh, there's no guilt or condemnation here. But it should be in our heart. And we shouldn't be so busy with just our mundane lives that we don't have time for people to come into the kingdom that we don't have time to stop for somebody when we're at Walmart to share something with them and then help them get connected into the family of God. Um, you, know, what, you know, like inviting people to church, why is that such a scary, taboo thing? I mean, that, that's like, that this church started with that thought process, okay? Like we're here today with a big, large building because people believed that. So, um, so I'm saying that we are stirring that, we're going to be deliberate in it, we're on a fun journey it's about the presence of God. I said we're not changing our church culture or any you know, stuff to go after this. We're, we are saying in our hearts, God, we are prioritizing this. We want to see a move of God yeah. in this area, in this community. Yeah. Starts in the lives of us and it spills out. Yeah. I shared this scripture a few weeks ago that we should be, we're like a, a drink of water to those who need it. Yeah. Right? Not just for ourselves. We don't show up here on Sunday morning just to hear the message right. for me you know, that I've heard for 30 years. It's it's to bring other people into the family, to help other people get connected. Yeah. To see the uh, presence of God, like covering the earth, is the waters cover the sea. Yeah. It starts with us. Um, we're not waiting on him, he's waiting on us. I feel like sometimes we have this thing in Christian culture, well, well we're just waiting on God, whatever God does. <laughs> yeah, it's like someday we're going to have a heart for children's ministry. But no, we should have one now, and we should be taking steps to like, see that happen, right? It's like that's what we're doing. We're not just sitting around waiting. Like, so we shouldn't just be in a posture of waiting all the time. We should be doing things, right? right. So, so that's my heart. I want to stir that up a little bit. There's no condemnation in it, but this is where we're going, where we're going after it. We're going to end, love getting lost in the presence of God. We're going to be worshiping, bringing in more people, expanding connection. If, you have a, if it's on your heart to be a leader, uh, hear like what uh, Tony said, share it with him. You know, um, 
There are people in this congregation that I know you have a heart to pastor, to lead. Share it with us. You know, sometimes it starts as I'm leading a life group and I'm going to pastor six people in my group. And then you do that so diligently that God releases promotion. You know, and not promotion as if that's lesser. That's, that's so vital. So we want to see that come out of you. If, if you can help us in this season, be part of that, we're going to put you to work, okay? So can you stand up with me? And if you just want to play some music behind me, I just want to pray and just release some stuff. Um, we also have this cool thing that uh, Josiah, just very, very simple, uh, but created for us. And we have them out at Hope Central. If you want them, grab them on your way out. It's just an NH New Hope card, Sunday mornings, Awakening Cafe 9, Service 10. Find us here. It's got the website on it. Very simple. If you want to take some of these and have them with you so you're ready to hand out to somebody, take them. Let's do that. That's what they're here for. So we're just taking some little steps here. Um, so just want to encourage that. So, all right, hold your hands out before the Lord. I just want to release some stuff. And if, yeah. Joy, if you have anything to, you know, come on up or whatever. Um, Lord, I just thank you so much. Lord, you are so awesome. You are so good. You have us, like Ralph said, right where you want us. You know, we didn't move out too fast or too slow. You have us in the right season. For everybody who's here today, you're here because God has drawn you. He's, he's, you're here because God, this Holy Spirit, has drawn you here today. Maybe to plug in deeper, to get connected to the family of God, to be part of the ultimate mission that involves bringing healing to this world of what Jesus started and we get to continue. We're the next book of Acts. What is going to be written under our watch? Lord, I pray today that you would stir this in the hearts of us, including me, like a deeper crying out for those who do not know you, who do not have relationship with you, who do not know the goodness of God, who did not grow up in a family that knew goodness of God, that wasn't represented well, that the heart of God wasn't represented well in that family. Lord, that they would come to know who the true Father is and that your heart is good and that you're for us. And Lord, for people who are out there who do not have a place to feel connected to, or even they don't feel known in this world, Lord, that you would use us to reach them, to minister to them, to pray for them, to stir, to stir them, to help get them connected to you. Lord, that you've called us to be ministers of reconciliation, to be ministers of reconciliation. We take that seriously that you didn't go through all you went through so that we could just have our house, save for our 401k, put two kids in soccer, and live life. Look, you've come for something so much bigger. Today we are recommitting ourselves to the mission of the gospel in a new way. And Lord, you're not condemning. We, it's not a heart of condemning or anything. It's saying we are opening ourselves up to what you're doing in this time. We're opening our heart in a new way for this season. Thank you, God. I thank you for the gifts and the people and the talents that are right in this room that haven't been tapped. And it says, today is the day to step forward into some of those things that you've had on your heart for a long time. I feel like there's people in here that have felt like I have wanted to be connected to something that was moving somewhere. Well, this is that day. It's time for you to get into the army of God. It's an army of love. We're calling you forth today. 
We, we just speak forth the purposes, God, that you have over this place and over our lives. And we submit ourselves to you, a good king. We come into alignment with your purposes today over this place. In Jesus' name. Thanks for listening to this week's message. If you'd like to find out more of what's happening here at New Hope, please contact newhopecom.org or download additional messages from our podcasts.